Well, good morning and welcome to The Drive. It is January 11th on a Thursday. I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, As we're continuing on in looking at the life of Jesus, his actions, some of his words, his teachings, the ways in which he handled certain people, the questions that he asks, uh, the answers that he gave, there's so much. I mean... Jesus should be the center of our affections, right? He came to preach truth. He came to die and rise again. And he also came as an example to show us how to live, how to act, how to react, how to conduct ourselves, if you will. And so as we're continuing on, one of the things is that last thing that we looked at was uh, great crowds followed him. Uh, And, you know, the Gospel of Matthew goes straight from there to the Sermon on the Mount but in, I believe it's the Gospel of Luke, there's this instance before the Sermon on the Mount where all who came to him were healed. And now, you know, I was just talking about this with someone. Uh, let me open my windows. It's foggy. I'm back out of my driveway. I was just talking with, uh, about this to someone yesterday. Um, and they um, were saying, well, I, I think, I guess Jesus healed everyone who he interacted with. And I was like, well, no, he didn't, you know. He was with huge crowds and he healed many of them. And there were instances where Jesus healed everyone, uh, as seen in Luke before the Sermon on the Mount. They all came to him. They're crippled, demon-possessed, blind, lame, all kinds of things. And so there were instances of that, but he wasn't a faith healer. And uh, we can go over certain instances, but one that just always sticks out to me is uh, in front of the temple called Beautiful. This man who had an affliction who couldn't walk for almost four decades was out there begging, and it was regular occurrence. And this was the main temple. So Jesus would have seen him many times. And you think about it, and you go, well, why didn't Jesus heal that guy? I mean, this is a main temple. This is where he went to teach. This is where he went... Uh, this, you know, synagogue. Why didn't he heal him? <clears throat> it's a good question. But we see in the beginning of Acts that Peter healed him. Grabbed him by the hand, pulled him up, and healed this guy. So, Jesus didn't heal every single person he knew was sick, lame, or blind. Not to say he was cruel or mean. It's just, the thing is, someone, you know, one uh, theologian said this one time and it always stuck with me and it still does. It still does. Uh, We are not need-driven. We're call-driven. Like, if we attempt to fill every need that we know about, we would be poor and on the streets too. And we would be in need. It's a matter of who God is calling you to reach. Sometimes it's like Jesus didn't heal everyone, but he gave the opportunity for his followers to do the work. You know, remember when he sent them out in twos, just carrying the minimum to go do his work? And so Christ followers are extensions of workers for the kingdom of God. You know, that's, it's like, it's like God's sovereign. He's in control. He does a lot, but he uses his imperfect people to get his perfect will done. And so, some people would say, well, you know, everyone who I pray for is healed. 
I've, I've never seen that. I think God gives you the faith to pray for people. And if it's up, if he wants to heal them, if it's in his will, according to his will, then it will be done. If not, his will be done. I remember this one lady who uh, was at our last church. She was so sweet. Her and her husband, after, uh, after the service, would go outside of the church, the front door, and hand out Gospels of John. And uh, there was an IHOP, like right... Basically, our church was on top of an IHOP, right? It was like a, about the same size church that we're in now, Capital Chapel Mobile. It was about 5,000-something square feet. And so they would go outside and just hand out tracts, talk to people about Jesus. They were the nicest and the sweetest couple I think I've ever met. But she got cancer. And she started to get radiation and all. And, and eventually we would say she was completely healed in that she's with the Lord now. Um, and we, here's the thing, though, about her. She didn't let that disease, she didn't let cancer be, you know, defeat her or bring her down completely. What she did was she used it as an opportunity to share the gospel with people. She shared the love of God with those who are in the waiting room, who are waiting to get, um, you know, radiation, chemotherapy. Like she used those opportunities to share the Lord with people. And I absolutely think that's amazing. And, and I love that. And I'll never forget that because <clears throat> no matter what we go through, and even if, you know, we're all in a state of decay, right? The second law of thermodynamics has taken effect. You die the day you're, you start dying the day you're born. Like that's just that's just your reality of living in a fallen world, right? Sin entered, therefore death. But even in those circumstances, we can use those circumstances <coughs> to witness and be bold for the Lord to make an eternal impact. Right, but the, we're not. Not everyone's healed. Not everyone who we want to be healed is healed. Why? Well, it's a good question. We can ask the Lord when we get to heaven. But until then, God can use anything and everything to accomplish His will to get the gospel of salvation out. And we've seen it over and over again, right? In the lives of people. So yeah, some cases, many cases, Jesus heals. Other cases, there's no physical healing. But the person is goes to be with the Lord. And ultimately, they're much better off than we are. So God has his ways. He's going to get his will done. And there were instances where people came to Jesus and he healed. And here's the thing. The signs that he gave, the healings that he did, it was all the point of all of it was to point people to the truth of the gospel. You know, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he died and he rose again. And you shall be saved. There's a, a conviction, then a repentance, then salvation. And then it's a process. It's a prayer and then a process. 
beautiful how God designed it, right? I love it. But so anyway, this is sort of uh, the events that occurred uh, before Jesus would sit down and his followers would stand up and the crowd too and listen to what Jesus said. And the Sermon on the Mount, it's incredibly it's incredibly powerful. It's actually quoted a lot in the early church. And it's really about character and conduct of the believer. And we'll we'll talk about that tomorrow. So anyway, God bless you guys. Hey, have an amazing Thursday. We'll talk to you soon. Praying for you guys. Love you guys.